Hello and welcome to the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast. As always, we are your hosts, uh, Alex, John, Jeremy, and Garrett. This is going to be the final episode with us hosts. It has been a pleasure being with you guys. We're going to talk about eh, a little bit of a review, as it were, with the podcast as a whole. You know, remember some of our favorites here and uh, talk about the road ahead. You know, before we do so, though, as always, John, what's on that workbench of yours? One final time, what's on your workbench? The, uh, the running joke for 75 episodes. <laughs> what's on your workbench? This week on my workbench, uh, a beautiful Cayo. Uh, there's one. Where is it? Cayo <laughs> whiskey. It's the one my son bought me for uh, Father's Day. And there we go. And uh, about halfway through it. Uh, I should have uh, tallied up the total number of whiskey bottles that I uh, managed to get my way through. Truly should have. In this show. Other than that, uh, this week I played some 40K with my buddy Sean. Uh, we did a little Space Wolves against Bobby G. And all I got to say is that with higher scoring comes higher embarrassment. So uh, we called it on T4 at uh, 78 to 16. <laughs> wow. and, uh, not not in favor of Bobby G. All I got to say is uh, Ragnar's a little broken in melee. Other than that, still fun game. Had a good old time. It was nice to roll dice and uh, get the boys in blues out and about. Other than that, uh, my chili garden is nat- nicely ripening. So uh, mm. a little treat for our listeners. Uh, as I go through... Tonight's episode, I'm going to make my way through a variety of chilies from the garden. And uh, some of these are hot, some of these are sweet, and uh, we even have to a uh, nice little French chili that I was showing Jeremy earlier. should be delicious. Mm. So we'll get to that in a little bit. And as I pass the mic over to uh, my good buddy Garrett and find out what's on his workbench, I'm going to start the evening with this uh, fine fine Koyana chili, which is running about 100,000 Scoville, should be the hottest chili I have in front of me tonight. So uh, go big or go home. Uh, Garrett, what's on your workbench? Sorry, uh, I just wanted to let you finish that before I continue. Um, so I, uh, I myself am drinking a classic Bold Rock. Uh, this is a Blackberry Hard Cider. Um, and uh, this week, uh, I was planning on playing a game with our good buddy, Michael Schwartz, who just recently moved out to Northern Virginia with his lovely wife. Uh, but he uh, got busy this weekend, and so he was unable to make it. <laughs> Why did he get busy? Why did he get busy? Um, uh, I am. I don't know if I'm at liberty to talk about what is going on in his life right now. So I'll, I will let him discuss that at a later time. But uh, he, he definitely has some exciting things going on, and it is uh, good times. But uh, it was. It, I, I will catch up with him soon. We told I, him I, didn't have a baby or anything just now. No, yeah. uh, no we yeah, he, didn't, he totally just didn't have a baby today or last we night. We shouldn't congratulate him on biologically surviving at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, his, he did have his baby last night, so he did not make it to my house on Sunday. There we go. Um, so, uh, but, oh, very exciting stuff. Really happy for him. Um, 
he's uh, he's I think on the the downward slope of a very high stress weekend of trying to get work done before his baby got delivered. <laughs> Uh, but so I decided to break out and start building some of my 40k terrain. I've had kicking around for a while. This is some wonderful stuff from Frontline that, Gaming. Wow, huh? that looks like a nightmare now in ninth. What is that? Yeah. Terrain? Wow, I look this at this is, and I'm just like, I'm waiting for Jeremy's reaction. Oh shit. So this is uh, the Orc um, Great Hall. This is from their Orc line of terrain. Like an Oogie Boogie on there. Then uh, they have these nice little L's. Mmm. Outdated L's. Well, actually, I mean, they're five inches tall, so you just call them obscuring. They're, well, no, they're ruins, so they are, obs uh, wait, hold on. They are, they are indeed obscuring. No way, he doesn't have to get uh, Among them. other things. Oh, yeah, yeah, among but. other things. And then I haven't finished this one yet, but it's a nice watchtower. It'll be about like this tall. I have uh, two more of these built already. See, the, the, so. the problem I'm running into uh, for my terrain is I have a bunch of FLG2 for 40K. It's not conducive to the new edition at all, in my opinion. No. I, I even have so, a bunch of L-shaped ones that are open. They're, they're not that conducive to. They are going to be scalable, breachable, light cover, defensible, and obscuring. That's still irrelevant. I can't wait to see your table, uh, Garrett. Uh, and I, w I want to see some of your games from your house. I don't want yep. to watch you uh, TO some tournaments by not TOing. So <laughs> I am looking I, forward to, to I, I, I have actually I've, I've found some new ways to not TO even more. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I saw the Discord. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Wow, so they, I, were, I released they were like, how many times do I have to trigger Garrett or something? And I was like, oh my God, I'm not even going to scroll up and see what happened. So they were uh, I, destroyed. No, it's, uh, so I, I've, I've released, there's a new feature in Best Coast Pairings where you can uh, score your games without a pin now. So for online tournaments, it makes it a lot easier. Um, you could just, it, it requires some trust of both players to just basically see like one person enters the score and it just submits. Um, so, but you know, there's some transparency. You can be like, I didn't get that. So you could just change the score and you know, you can get a whatever, but that it, it's a setting the TO can turn on to make it easier for online tournaments to happen, which means me as a TO, I don't have to sit there and collect scores anymore for my players when they can just report them themselves. And I realized I should just write a fancy trigger that once the last score gets submitted, it just auto generates the next pairings for me. So I don't even have to generate pairings anymore. So I literally just have to start the first round pairings and then the event runs itself, and I can walk away. I don't have to TO anymore. Um, I have so. something to say about this. When God stops to... listening to people's prayers. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that, like, apparently, for all the audience out there who uh, loves the BCP app, decisions on how things are added to BCP are how little effort can Garrett do to manage the app. <laughs> it's what ah. it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. There are jokes there that are not made, meant to be said. You're I just mean, like the, the every other engineer I know. It's like just like yeah, every the, other engineer I know. The less work I would have to do, the less work another TO would have to do. So sure, everybody. <laughs> Ask a lazy man to design it. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. that's been proven true for a long time. That's so, awesome. Yeah, just work on the 40k terrain. Uh, I am intrigued by your analysis. I have definitely been trying to scour the internet and people to try to figure out what a good table of 40K terrain would look like. And I have come up with nothing. No one has really had any uh, good information. What, Jeremy? No, I was going to say, uh, 
you know that John uh, on Sunday told us we're not running enough terrain because. Uh, oh, and then two other people also said, "Hey, there's not enough terrain." Right, right. What was your recommendation for terrain, John? One per square foot. That's what it right. says. So I, I did the math. Yeah, 16.5. No, it's 10. What? The, the tables are smaller. <laughs> They're 40 by 60 or 42 by uh, 60 now. So in terms of square footage, it's like 10 pieces on average. He's got his calculator out of his farm. He's yeah. looking at it. We got we got the calculator here. Let's go. All right. Three, two, well, enter. I, I did the math under the influence of whiskey, so we'll find that. 144 divided by 17.5. I'll do the math again. Hey, what, what, did we sure have? <laughs> what, what did we have? Did we have like 12 or something, right? We had 13, 13, yeah, 12, 13, and 14. I love everybody's like busting at yeah. the calculators to this. I'm not busting at my calculator. I don't give a fuck. 16 GW ruins from the Imperial Sector uh, set whole thing. So like the big square buildings, the tall triple towers, all that. 16 pieces. In fact, we basically just made sure we had enough room for all the tanks to move in between the buildings. And that was it. And I still got my ass shot off. <laughs> Even with obscuring and all of that. Like, you from terrain. It was great. That The whole game was about maneuvering. Ooh, jump out. Bah, 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 kill, kill, kill. Ah, guys! Oh. I'll, I'll save other comments for later, but I, I was going to say, uh, obscuring is not actually obscuring. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's, it's, I mean, as long as you don't touch the train. Just don't touch the train. It's obscuring. It's obscuring <laughs> against your uh, against like, the firing hey, unit that's I'm, on the other side of the table. I'm not in the terrain. I'm, clear, I'm clearly on this side of the terrain, not touching it. I'm clearly on this side, not touching it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it it's a little problematic because the size of the runes they like they talk about are like they're fairly big. They're like usually like ten by ten inches squares, effectively. So I'm just like for twelve. I, by 12. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's cool, but also kind of like shit. If you need eighteen pieces of terrain on the table, there's no way you can't not just touch an obscure. Well, piece I'm of wondering terrain. if I'm wondering if they also they count like scattered terrain as a of single course. piece of terrain. Yeah. So it's like you know a a crate. I just wish I, I just wish they had voiced like true line of sight takes precedence, and in a root in a in an obscuring to a terrain piece. So if you can't see it, even though you're standing in it can't shoot at it and then they would have resolved it to but i can see you then and you're touching terrain thus you can be seen the problem is like right now like all these like the terrains you have uh garrett like it doesn't matter there are hard blocking walls like as long as like somebody touches this like i can shoot through those walls <laughs> so yeah it's all like i'm like ah why don't we just have true line of sight for the most part come on I, uh, I, anyway. I mean, from from what I've heard, it's supposed to be true line of sight. Some people play it. I don't know. I've heard debate otherwise. I don't like. I'm coming in as a complete fresh start. I get to read the rules with uh, absolutely no like blood. Like I don't have to worry about what Eighth Edition was. I just like I'm just going to read it as if it was a brand new game, and I'm going to see what my take on it. I haven't look at gotten you. the rule yet. Look, look at you, man. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten the rule book yet. I haven't gotten anything. So I'm just kind of building oh. the terrain I have. I haven't, tr I'm not trying to be corrupted by any biases or whatever. 
Um, so I haven't really committed to anything. I just was like, I had this terrain. I've had it sitting around for like two, three years now. When 8th edition first Man. came out, I bought a table. And uh, so I decided to start building. Sorry, I was going to say, they, they gave me everything I wanted in 9th edition, which was terrain rules. So I can't yeah. complain. I just, yeah. now I'm, 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 I'm excited for it. I'm just, after my Sunday stream of Alex, I'm just like, Holy fuck! Like, there's it's it's less terrain is terrain is more of like, well, you could use it, but it's really not that like line of sight blocking. So it's like it, it I don't is, know. I, but I it, feel it like we. I feel like your one game might not be indicative of how. Oh, of course it not. Like, I think no, we need no, to play. No. We need to play around with it a lot. See how other people are playing around with it, and maybe yep. like, I do think that how how people have used terrain in the past needs to change. You can't just slap an eighth edition terrain set on the yeah, table and expect it to work. You need to, yep. terrain needs to be thinked about from the ground up based off the new rules. And that's my plan is like, I'm going to read how terrain works and be like, okay, so given these rules, what would actually work? Because I mean, if you're, if you're touching an obscuring terrain, but you can't shoot through a different obscuring. So if you have double stacking obscuring, that still starts obscuring. And little things yeah. like that. The, so, the question is, are you going to put 18, 18 small to medium pieces of terrain on the table? Or eighteen like medium to large pieces of tape, turn table. Because like I was, you know, you know, I was thinking about that after we our game on Sunday. I'm like, man, tanks fucking suck in this edition. Yeah, they honestly, shoot like in combat. My, my, they my fucking position. suck if there's eighteen pieces of terrain that's a fairly large. Like, holy god, they can't even go through most of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm not really gonna pay attention to like eighteen pieces of terrain. However, I'm just gonna be like trying to play a bunch of games with like. Maybe try to play against guard, which uses tanks. Like play a tank heavy army, play a non-tank heavy army, and just see what works. And be like, okay, what is fair? Like let's just yeah. play a game, see how it works, and just do terrain that feels good. You know, because we have terrain rules, fine. So let's actually try to find a way to use the terrain rules that make everybody happy. That's what my I'm going to try to do. Um, I just have no experience yet, so I can't make any decisions. But I need to start. That's why I'm building. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna go in my rat, my rat hole for all this. So well, yeah, why don't we? Why don't we go to your workbench then? You can start ranting on your work. Sounds like it's ready for. We're ready for Jeremy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I just I'm so excited about ninth edition. And, uh, and uh, I'm turning I'm turning 35 pretty much around the time this podcast mm. comes out. Dirty 35. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm halfway to the grave. Uh, and uh, <laughs> one foot in. You think your maximum life expectancy is gonna be 70? Holy fuck! It's yeah. not that far off, actually. Oh from, it's, it's not that far off. What's the average male male life expectancy? You know, it's above right? 70, seventy now. No, it's not. It's like around it's above, seventy. It's above seven zero. It's like maybe okay. it's between sixty-seven and seventy-two within that range. No, what's the, what's the life expectancy for people who actually make it over sixty? That's that is a fantastic question. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, like I said, have you know, keeping a positive light to this, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm spending my weekend playing 40k in AOS, uh, my friend's uh, Ben Schmoller's house in Ben, with Alex and uh, his mm-hmm. fiance. Even though she will not be partaking in any of the games, she will not. I, She's gonna be a Warhammer. Widow. She will. She will give us the uh, the widow, the warmer widow stare down during the middle of the games. Uh, I am currently on my workbench drinking some hibiki, which we, me and Alex, started drinking last Sunday. Uh, it is yes. one of my favorite Japanese whiskey that's still available to buy in the U.S. markets. Um, and is it is it bottled in Canada though? Because Suntory is bottled in Canada. I don't know. 
I actually don't know. It's probably because it's a Should Suntory. Be it's a Suntory whiskey, so probably. Um, okay. But it's bottled in a place doesn't mean it's actually aged there. So keep that in mind. That's uh, true. So the uh, – uh, I was going to say, uh, I'm looking forward to bust up my Lagalumen 16 for my birthday uh, over this weekend. That is my favorite scotch, and I plan on drinking – that bottle mostly by myself which uh i'm sorry to tell you all uh, over the weekend uh you're gonna have to fight me for a sip uh and then <laughs> uh but you know continuing to rent a little bit uh, oh i should actually talk about really what's on my word still painting luminif assembling sisters of battle uh really sacked about training a white scar marine army uh with the new edition really love the assault intercessors i also really love the eradicators they make a hundred percent sense in a white scar army that's like kind of drop uh transport heavy uh so we'll see what it comes out of it but uh you know the rent cat the rent continues uh also we were on the rent cast on saturday and uh, trust me there mm-hmm. was not enough renting on that show so i'm nearly enough renting <laughs> and i was making up for it right now um i have gonna say that one of the terrain big change uh, so i really love the smaller table size. I am totally pro smaller table size. I think that is great for the game. Um, the problem I have the terrain rules is that uh, they are, did not go enough in my opinion. I, I kind of wanted, like I said, like I really thought they were going to introduce a like, true line of sight back to the game with like terrain mechanics. And what ended up happening is we got true line of sight, but terrain mechanic trumps true line of sight. And I can't tell if they, they intended it that way or if it's just kind of like m- maybe they just thought it was self-obvious and just haven't clarified. I don't know. We'll see in a couple of weeks anyway uh, what the what ends up happening. Uh, we played one mission on Sunday. I played my first game of ninth, and uh, Alex had a rough day. The game ended in one turn. That took three hours. So, <laughs> hey, we were on time, I guess. Uh, but no, we were looking. Like, we we had a lot to look at there. There was a we lot were of just wait, 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 We were waiting through, uh, and then I'm <sighs> so rusty. I haven't played that. Oh, you're so rusty. I mean, the, the, I mean, granted, it kind of. It didn't matter if you were that rusty, but you roll those kind of like. Well, the, the thing the, is that the thing is there. What so there's two things that happen, right? There is the army disparagers, which is about we'll say about eighty percent of the reason why I won, and then there's twenty percent of it is. Alex still takes baits. Alex is 100% the player that still takes Here baits. Here I go! Getting bait again! <laughs> he, so if you, for, for context, I had like two units of infiltrators and like a big block of devastator in the center of my army on a kind of like a corner-to-corner deployment. And Alex basically split his entire army between all three of those flank uh, fronts. And I was just saying, I also head, I took like, the wrong secondary. Yeah, I was like, in my head, I was just like, I get he wants to play on the objectives, but I was just like, it's just so many, it, like, even if my army wasn't as killy as it was, it would have been just like so much easier, like, okay, I'm going to take out that flank. Uh, shit, now, nah, like, Alex is nothing, can't do anything about that flank. Uh, and then, you know, it just becomes like ripping it apart piece by piece for the rest of the game. Uh, and um, so it was good. I enjoyed, I, I, I would recommend if you guys want to watch it, go on the stream and watch it, but, uh, I will say caveat, we are not doing a good job at good. Which we're like learning the edition. We're not confident what the hell we're doing. It's a pretty fucking mess. Uh, but anyway, uh, Alex, continue yeah. on, my sir. 
Oh yeah, dude. That that was not a fucking game. It was, the power <laughs> levels, the power levels between Necrons and uh, Space Marines are absurdly different. We were playing. We were we were playing two different games. Um, regardless of me taking bait, we were playing two completely different games. Now, granted, I will say, I only brought an Evoke Dynasty, which is close combat oriented, because of the fact that people are, especially on Reddit, are fantastic in like. The only instance where it's actually real in the real world where someone sees an image and goes, enhance, and like it actually enhances and you like find the details out correctly, you know, rather than just having like a worse image to look at then. Um, and they were able to see from the preview in the Games Workshop video what all the Necron, all six ne Necron dynasties that are going to be available in the next codex, what at least two thirds of each one of their rules are. And uh, we were able to see that Navok Dynasty is having a pretty big change. Um, changing from reroll all hits in the combat phase if they make a charge, get charge, or perform a heroic intervention, to instead being plus one AP in combat and uh, plus one to charge. Um, every single dynasty has a special third ability that happens during some certain instance that we don't know about yet. Um, yeah, you, but, uh, you guys get combat doctrines called command protocols. Don't worry about yeah, it. There's going to be, <laughs> be something going on there. But uh, I'm a filthy Xenos player. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, yeah, we. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a bad game, you guys. It was, it was a bad game. Um, they, they should not have been on the same table. Uh, Space Marines are a tier S army, and and Necrons are like a tier thirty-six thousand army. I think insult or injury was the fact that like you're like, oh good, I have all this cover, and you're like Imperial Fist. I don't care about your cover save. Oh yeah, <laughs> once I realized Imperial Fist didn't have cover. And then I did make, I did one of my three secondaries was, was an incorrect one to choose. Um, and then after Jeremy was like, well, why don't you just use this one instead? I was like, no, we're going to keep it. <laughs> learn by my mistakes. There was and, uh, quite a bit of salt in that, uh, in that game. Yes. Yes. That's how Anyways. I got my uh, electrolytes that day. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's, it's, what third, it's what plants crave. Um, it's, uh, and then after that, after that, we, um, we played an Age of Sigmar game. Uh, we did draw at the end only, specifically, because neither of us created or, or set up any sort of secondaries or hidden agendas or whatever they're called now. Um, we did not, so there was no win-loss factor on tying the primary objective. Um, if we did it old school-wise, it definitely would have had a minor loss. So we were just like, fuck it, whatever. We didn't, we didn't pay attention. Our bad. Oh yeah. In the future, we're going to have to take a closer look into the secondaries in the General's Handbook now. Um, yeah. I but did not play... I'm sorry, I was just yes. going to say, but the cool thing is we got to see uh, Oryx beat the shit out of Fire Slayers. They didn't yes. win, but they beat the shit out of Fire they Slayers. They beat the shit out of Fire Slayers, not because of the Fire Slayers, but because of me. I uh, It's been a long time since I've had to fight against Fire Slayers, so despite me knowing how the army works, to a semi-competent degree, they all look like they're all gingers with beards and naked. So, so to me, they all pretty much look the same. But in addition to that, um, I was not properly protecting or bubble wrapping my heroes, which I should have. And I realized that in the game that we played, which was uh, Places of Arcane Power, um, was not really playing all that smart. Should have just taken two objectives. Uh, I tried to go all, and get all three. Um, I lasted way longer in certain corners of the map than I thought I could, but that's just how Fire Slayers work. Um, and yeah, Question. it was, uh-huh. Um. Were you saying that the Grimwrath Berserkers can score the objectives in a place of arcane power? 
No, they can't. But I was. Yeah, we're, I was gonna say we're, they can't. We're, 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 we're just. We just. It doesn't matter. Wait. We, okay. We were, we're, you know, because he's no. not a leader. But it, yeah, it they seems. changed. They changed place of arcane power from hero to leader, and he's not. Yeah, a leader. we. And we, we played it so the I entire game. Flat out lost. So I just. Well, we we played it like he could, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like your decisions okay. are still correct. But time, just just check it. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Rats can't score. All right. Yeah, Garrett, right. Garrett, Garrett, he's, he's sugarcoating this way more than it needs to be. He, I, we didn't just count it as that. I literally did not know until you just told me. So, yeah, no, I flat out lost. Hard. Tight. Good to know. Good to know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize that until after the game either when I went back and, like, kind of like – Oh, yeah. I actually just realized just it right saying. now. I was like, wait a minute. He had Grimwrath Berserkers. Those guys yeah. store in places of Arcane Power. I was I was thinking about it over because uh, I was thinking about bringing my fire slayers over this weekend and I was just like I want to bring my like six Grimwrath Berserker list. I'm like, oh wait, they're not leaders anymore. <laughs> they're not <laughs> leaders. Wow. Well, they've never been leaders. They've well, just always uh, been heroes. I played the army with about six minutes of prep. So yeah, how was I to know, right? You should well, probably do some more prep in those uh, future. Six Sunday minutes of prep and probably. one year of losing to them. So I mean, I don't know. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Anyways. That was what it is. He just wanted to see them lose. Mm. <laughs> it's some 7D chess I'm playing here, you guys. Um, I mean, I, you know, quarantine I'm, hasn't degraded my mental capacity to fucking play at all. I've, I've never played cities, but i played against them enough to know how they work. <laughs> Anyways. So, um... Yeah, you know, on my workbench, I obviously played these two games. We um, are going to be going down to Ben this weekend for Jeremy's Dirty 35. He's uh, apparently halfway to the grave despite the, um, you know, the uh, life expectancy in the United States uh, being a little different. You know, the, uh, the United States has a life expectancy for... Well, it's 78.5, but it includes a female and male, and it's dropping. So no, by the time I get to 78, 78.9 <laughs> overall, 81.4 for women in the United States, and 73, 76.3 for men. That's still above See, 70. He's, he's not, he, he's from France. It's still above That's 70. drop him a little bit, right? It's, but it's dropping. I'm looking at this graph, it's, it's going still down. Still above 70, still above 70. Um, I'm, I might be 70 when, you know, it might be 70 by the time I get there. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, who knows. I gotta say, uh, shout out to anyone in Hong Kong because they have the highest ex uh, life expectancy for men. Not that anymore. Cool. For now. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> and, also, and also the biggest overall life expectancy besides Japan, so. Um, very cool, but uh, I am not going to make any additional statements that might get us sucked or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to shut the fuck up about this now. Um, I have been building my Indominus. Uh, I just, I'm just about done with my, I finished all my Scarabs. I had 40 warriors from two separate Indominus sets. Uh, 15 of them have the Goddess Reapers. Uh, the other uh, remaining 25 have gauze flares because I already have like over a hundred Necron warriors at this point. I don't need more gauze flares, you know, shocking. And uh, yeah, you know, flares seem cool. Who knows if they're going to actually be good or not. Um, I've built a couple of crypto thralls and I'm building my overlord. I know this has nothing to do with Age of Sigmar, but you guys, we've all been talking a little bit about games that are not Age of Sigmar anyways. Uh, and of course, in your phase media is not just going to be 40k. It's going to be yeah, split up between the two. 
But I uh, took my, uh, you know, the, the Plasma Caster, which is the Indominus box set, Cryptech. His rules are bad. His rules are bad. He's dumb. He's stupid. So I decided I was going to convert because I had talked to Jeremy about it. I had shown him the uh, the sprue for the Overlord. And the Overlord's blade is a uh, Hyperphase Reap Glaive. Uh, kind of a mouthful there. It Not only is it big, clunky, and ugly looking, but it's actually worse than a normal Warsight. It's a... Uh, the same stats as a war scythe, but it's uh, Ren three instead of four. Why the fuck would you use it? And it's uh, D three damage rather than a flat two. Personally, not a big fan. So um, I decided that I was going to make take take the two cryptech weapons, uh, the the blades from both cryptechs, basically add one extra blade to another, and I came up with this very cool little thing, only to discover that Illuminor Serres's staff is this exact item. It is, and, and look online, you can see this image. You can take a look at the Cryptech Roman Nominus set, look really closely at the staff head. Then you look at Illuminor Ceres, it's the exact same thing, but with a blade, an extra blade on the side. I shit you not, it is, which I get it. Like all uh, Games Workshop models are 3D CADs right now. It makes complete sense that they would just simplify things, make things easy, more power to them. I, I, I fucking pray for them or whatever. Um, I have, uh, but Age of Sigmar wise, uh, you know, we played that game. We're going to be playing some games this weekend. I'm going to test out the new Mortis Praetorians list this weekend against Jeremy and our friends, Schmoller and Cody and other, uh, other such great people. Um, I'm also going to be playing uh, Seraphon for the first time. Our good friend, teammate, and friend of the show, uh, Aaron Albert, has a you know, he's got a big collection of different items because he sells used uh, Warhammer miniatures, whether it's 40K, whether it's Age of Sigmar, whether it's fucking Lord of the Rings fantasy battles or whatever. Uh, so he's got a big stockpile of stuff. And I'm actually probably going to be buying a few things off of him at the end of the weekend anyways. But he started up a Seraphon army himself. So he is going to be bringing a bunch of Seraphon down to Bend with him from Idaho. And I am probably going to test a few things out. Maybe test the Kotal's Claw list. And uh, I'm excited to try it out. We'll see if it is going to be worthwhile. I've already pretty much bought the list anyways. And it's on its way in a variety of different shipments. Um, some things are used. Some things are new on Sprue. Um, I ended up eBay sniping a relatively new engine uh, or a newer model for the engines of the gods without the main crest uh for the front of the kind of platform but i also got for incredibly cheap from another ebay snipe a uh you know original stegadon um which doesn't have the engine of the god bits so now i'm like how do i turn it into an engine of the gods like i'm gonna have an extra skink print site uh, priest i have nothing to do with so obviously I'm gonna magnetize a skink priest to be on top, but like I might use some Necron bits and make some weird little fucking curvy little old ones. Maybe get some old uh, monolith crystals. I, ha I have I have a bunch of old monolith crystals and I have old TT combat no laser cut card terrain crystals that were meant for Necron terrain too that are more pointed. So I have a lot, but. Bastilagon crystals look similar to monolith crystals, and I have at least four of those. So, might use Necron bits on the old, old, old one, which like barely fits on the fucking base that a Stegodon should fit on, you know? But I think I'm gonna make a second engine of the gods out of that guy, cause I'm gonna, it's coming in the mail anyways. I got nothing to do with it, so, you know. 
we got a uh, we got we got that on our way, and we're gonna start that up. And I'm very excited to to, to start a Seraph, a non-death army, just in general. Um, nothing else on my workbench, though. You know, we of course want to talk about this being our last episode. We are switching to in-your-face media. We got a lot going on. We got a lot to talk about, but you know, with this, this is of course is a review episode. We want to talk about the good times, the salty times, and everything else in between. So, you know, in order to do so, I will tell you guys that uh, we all have our own favorite episodes. We've been here for 75 episodes, 85, if you count the first 10 episodes that were combined into these massive, clunky, big segments that had both 40K and AOS and X-Wing all together. And, you know, we would give time cards for each one. But... I want to talk about some of our favorite moments here, some of our favorite experiences. Let's uh, do it like we do with the, the, the workbench. Jeremy, can you tell me about some of your experiences in the Wide World of Wargaming, some of your favorites? So many. So <laughs> many, so many sco uh, scotches drank. So many so uh, games discussed. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I think, uh, you know, I still think to this day, my favorite episode is the one that John basically solo carried uh, with uh, LVO. Uh, but also, I think it's because, uh, uh, you know, John was there doing the, you know, he was the voice of AOS uh, LVO competitive scene for LVO this year. So it yes, was, was. Uh, it was cool to be, that was probably one of my favorite moments. Um, I think uh, my other probably secondary favorite moment is the amount of shit we gave uh, Garrett about being a shitty TO. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's more recent, but I have to say, like, I really enjoy that, and I hope it never right. ends. <laughs> hope we're transferring well. that to the new... As long as I continue to be a shitty TO, uh, you will continue to give me shit. Yeah, I'll that's right. That's right. Uh, get you I, I, I like to, instead of being a shitty TO, uh, a non-interactive, non doing anything to you there you go yeah i uh i still think you're that's shit uh but anyway <laughs> the uh uh and then finally my players think, enjoy it so suck it i mean i'm looking right now at your discord and are, are you sure that they like it oh yeah <laughs> seems like you have a riot on your head you might want to tear gas them <laughs> oh, uh I was gonna, and then finally, I think uh, my favorite thing we did and worldwide is basically getting together and uh, and doing this, and then now evolving to our new, uh, you know, I guess transition and uh, this venture we're on. We're on. Um, so, I want to thank uh, you know Alex, John, Garrett for all your work and uh, and basically making that transition. Yes, Alex, we can see your face. Uh, oh, no, 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 I was looking for something different, but yes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what else to, uh, uh, to say about, you know, other than saying uh, cheers to uh, 75 episodes and uh, hopefully 75 and more to go, I guess. Oh, for sure. Garrett? Um, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, that, was, that was wonderful. Uh, so I want to say my most memorable experience on this was – uh, when we did the Skaven Battle Tome review. So I, uh, if I remember correctly, so Skaven and Flesh Eater, of course, came out together. 
And we didn't talk about flesh eater courts that much. Um, and I, but so John and I got to get into it and talk about the Vermilord Warps here for about mm. 30 <laughs> minutes. I think oh, Jeremy no, was, uh, yeah, this, Jeremy no, was off. Uh, and so we, but we like, John and I just went back and forth on this Skaven Battletone review for like, this was back when we were trying to stick to an hour. And so we were like pushing up on the hour. And I was, I was in a hotel in Toronto during this episode. So um, it, was, it was just a very memorable experience for me, just alone sitting in a hotel room on my laptop with my headphones on, just giving, just going off on this Skaven battle tome about the ridiculousness of this Vermilord Warp Seer for 260 points. Remember that, John? Remember yeah. when your Warp Seer only cost 260 points? And that stacking shrug saves? With stacking, stacking shrug saves, uh, his ridiculous spell that no one uses anymore. Um, Funny. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was probably the most memorable experience uh, for me. It's just like that's what's been enjoyable is like even if I'm on the road or you know we're talking about recording at LBO just being able to just like get together with you guys just spend an hour now three um, just goofing off and talking shit about Age of Sigmar for a while and getting our voices out there so that that's just been the most uh, the best, the, my idea that I got out of all this it's just an enjoyable time to spend with you guys, get our voices heard, and yeah. So, John, what what about you? What what has been your favorite, most memorable, best experiences overall opinion of the show that you got? Yeah, it's um, it's been a journey. Uh, I will say that. I mean, uh, I. I can remember back to our even our first pre-episodes. Like, can we? Is this even going to happen? Are we really going to do a podcast? <laughs> Who will listen? Our first yeah, episode? seriously, fuck. And then, and then it started to take off. And and like I said, um, for me, my favorite episodes, uh, both of them were the post LDO episodes. Um, hmm. Really, really, I always liked the episodes where we talked about GTS. Um, but when it was LBO, it was all of us together, uh, really excited and talking. Uh, so that, I missed both of those episodes, by the way. Yeah, but but you were part of the LBO. <laughs> you were still there. <laughs> excitement, and you certainly the lead up. And the whole LBO was was like two or three episodes of lead up. The LBO, two or three episodes post talking about it. Uh, even the interview show, all those things were were pretty cool. Uh, for me, there's um certainly learned a lot uh, in these last few months I've learned a lot about video editing uh, but just in recording in general um, podcasting the whole nine yards engaged in different things a little more um, another thing that's that's been like a surprise and um, you got to remember that, that maybe for the last year we've really been solid like the four of us have really been solid but there's there was a while when when maybe Garrett wasn't as regular on the show and we didn't have Jeremy very often and Alex and I were, were struggling to get co-hosts here and there and <laughs> episodes where it was just Alex and I 
when we're just like, fuck it. Like, like, should we just do this? Let's just do this. And we're always, each time going, we're like, man, are we, are we even going to even have anything to talk <laughs> about? Uh, and, you know, 90 minutes later. <laughs> 90 fucking oh, minutes later, we're like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I think those were some of my favorite moments were, were little things like that and recording. Uh, beyond that, it's been engaging the audience, um, personal messages from people, um, a couple bottles of whiskey that people have gotten for me, uh, drinks. So certainly drinking on the air gets people to uh, buy you drinks. Um, being the, the opportunity to be the voice of the, of the LVO for AOS was, of course, a, a high point personally. So all that. So those are all the things that I enjoyed. It's been uh, an amazing ride. Uh, but you know what? I'm ready to completely get in your phase uh, starting uh, next week. A uh, little new format, new things. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm fucking ready for this son bitch to be done. And I'm ready to fucking explode on the goddamn world with in-your-phase media. And uh, what about you, Alex? You excited, my friend? Are you fired up for this oh, Dude, I'm fucking rocked up! Uh, so, you know, to, to, to quote my twin, uh, he's got a tattoo with like a rat and some <laughs> he's just rocked up. Um, that just gives you an insight as to who my other half is. Uh, but, um, yeah, well, the other, you know, other half. The other, other half, yeah. <laughs> so the, the one side to the other. I don't fucking know. I'm going to get in trouble. But, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, yeah, you know, I, I I have had such so much enjoyment in this uh, entire endeavor. Um, you know, Vince, who was on our last episode, about a year, almost two years ago, you know, he reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I want to start a podcast do you want to help produce it? And I said, absolutely. I did the 40K podcast for some time with him as one of the main hosts as well. And then the Age of Sigmar one, eventually it kind of leaned towards the Age of Sigmar one as I kind of like threw my hands up in the air and said, fuck it with Necrons and just went like, cool, I'm going to play an army that I'm, that I win with, you know? So yeah, you know, it's been a whole journey, especially since we're now all slowly showing some interest in 40K as well, despite me desperately needing a codex and being completely wiped off the table by uh, Imperial Fistless that's not optimized. Um, we, uh, you know, we obviously have had a lot going on. We've been doing a lot for these episodes. And, you know, my favorite episode, I got to kind of agree with John in a way, you know, the kind of first episodes that were all based around uh, or the episodes that were based around LVO have always been kind of near and dear to my heart, specifically uh, episode 52, which was Conquerors of the Realms was easily one of my favorite episodes to have, not only because we were all kind of still shell shocked at the results of LVO and how LVO was for us, like Jeremy and myself, and, you know, trying to bring back home a bunch of shit, but, you know, being able to talk about things, shoot the shit, talk about LVO, it's always a good time. And the bonus episode that John recorded, of course, was an amazing episode. You know, he was able to get some insight from myself and Garrett and Jeremy, but also so many other people in the community. You know, the winners for, you know, LVO, for Age of Sigmar, the top eight individuals, the TOs, judges, etc. getting those special insights, that is so key, so important. And, and honestly, like, I, I'm glad John had the patience to get that done. I think that that's great. Um, I 
did miss to, uh, fail to mention during our uh, workbench that, you know, just like Jeremy mentioned, you, uh, we were, uh, Garrett, Jeremy, and I were all on Mr. Meff's AOS Rantcast. Um, being able to be a part of this community and a part of a community that is all about, you know, making sure that we can be as supportive to each other when it comes to the hobby, when it comes to competitive play, when it comes to less competitive play, casual play. And when it comes to things even beyond that, even beyond the game itself is huge. And I got to say, being able to be a part of something like the AOS rant cast was huge. You know, uh, I, I, Jeremy, again, briefly did mention it, but I want to go into more detail. You know, it was about all about this rant castathon for, for this year, all based around Health America's I Don't Mind campaign which is all about mental health awareness and advocacy. And I personally, on a professional scale, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a health coach. So being able to try to focus on health and wellness of individuals, even when it comes to mental health, which I'm absolutely not qualified to deal with, is just such a great thing to try to work with. And uh, he ended up getting over you know, over his goal by a few hundred dollars, you know, which was a several, several thousand dollar goal for his... Um, you know, for his, he got like $7,100 or something like that. You know, it was actually, um, bear with me. I just had these numbers in front of me a moment ago. Um, he did meet a few, uh, uh, at least a couple of hundred dollars above what he was looking at. I think it was like 7,600 over the $7,000 goal. And he has previously had, uh, you know, other charity drives for, things like uh, like Black Lives Matter. So, you know, which is incredibly important. So I gotta say like, he's, you know, being a part of that is huge. Even if we shut the shit, even if we had zero conversation about competitive <laughs> play, we had two hours of basically us talking about lore in Asia Sigmar and Mr. Meff and I talking about how we like Nagash and everyone else saying, fuck off Nagash. So, <laughs> you know. I just remember distinctively uh, telling uh, that Nagash and Archeon share very similar stories, and uh, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> that you they are not similar stories at all. What are you talking about? Uh, okay, okay, Arch. Oh no, 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 no. Hold on. Now I'm gonna dive in. No, we're not going. Archeon. Into this. No, I don't care. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If, if you want to, if you want to see the breakdown, go watch Mass Rankcast Marathon playlist on YouTube. Yes, yes. That goes over <laughs> Archeon's story arc. Nagash's story arc has nothing to do with Archeons. He's not like the bastard son of somebody who ended up being a chaos worshiper and have weird in, in deep sea. No, universe. no, they both ended up being member of the clergy and both wanted to conquer the world. Yeah, of course, not at all. Similar. Nagash was not a member of the Sigmarite clergy or the- No, he was a member of his version of the clergy. Which we had nothing to do with. It was before the empire ever existed, bro. But you keep referring to clergy as only Sigmar. Clergy is a term of religious organization. <laughs> the word clergy is not even mentioned in either of their fucking. Was, Nick, was Nagash a member of Sigmar's clergy? No, he was a member of uh, the uh, priesthood of. Uh, he was actually so, part yeah. of He was actually part of Setra's priesthood, uh, or the, the priesthood of like the Undying or some shit. And then when well, this sounds like a fantastic uh, episode in the future for in your face. Sounds like a great lore episode specifically. We don't so. do lore. We're a competitive podcast. Uh, we only do this on other people's podcasts. Well, I gotta say, for the, for for in your face media, which is coming up, which is going to you know much like the uh, 
Frostheart Phoenixes of Cities of Sigmar. You know, we like to come back out with, or maybe uh, not Frostheart. Do Frostheart come back too? No, Frostheart's do not come back. Oh, I'm full of shit. Tight. Cool. So like Phoenix is like uh, <laughs> like high elf and or you know highish elf, a, a elf, and uh, Cities of Sigmar. <laughs> you know, we uh, we can come back with uh, extra wounds upon death, and in this instance. We have a lot on our store. You know, we have, we're going to continue to, to give you guys a weekly podcast. We are also going to offer you guys unboxing videos, battle tome reviews, tactic reviews, uh, our regular Sunday stream games between Age of Sigmar and AOS. Maybe not both at the same time between Jeremy and I, or maybe even John and those opponents. are the same games, by the way. You said Age of Sigmar 40k. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> Age of Sigmar 40K. Age of Sigmar 40K. My bad. My bad, you guys. Um, and, you know, of course, we are going to do a lot more even opinion videos, you know, things that are not just going to be a part of the podcast. So we have a lot to share with you guys and a lot to show you guys. And I'm personally just very excited for it. So, yeah, you know, it's John, you're John, you're you're not recording. I'm the worst. I, I turn it off so I don't make noise in the background. But I'm saying we might even have awesome doggy videos. We might even have awesome doggy videos. Perfect. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> this dog, this, uh, which one is this? It, I, oh, it's the older one. It's your dog. It's the older one. Yeah. It's a starving. All right. For people who are only listening to this, I highly recommend you watch the videos because uh, Garrett's almost consistently got a cute ass doggo <laughs> or two um, in his videos. I very rarely have a cute cat, but uh, we're going to try to improve on that. And uh, really, we don't see a lot of other uh, furry uh, fur babies besides that. Sometimes Jeremy and John will share theirs, but you know, besides that, it's been pretty good so far. Mine are very, uh, they, they demand a lot of attention, so I will, mine will always probably be on one of them will. Okay. So before we wrap things up here, because this is a slightly shorter episode, um, you know, I've mentioned a variety of different things. I just disappeared. I just mentioned a variety of different things that I'm excited about regarding In Your Face, which is going to be, of course, what's going to be coming out from all of this. But uh, John. Let's start with you. One final time. What are you excited about with for In Your Face? Uh, I am excited to have a little bit expanded topic range. Uh, you know, we all have stayed very focused on Age of Sigmar, a game that we love. I think all of us are going to stay centric to Age of Sigmar, um, even though I, you know, it's funny. I myself at no point have stopped playing 40K. So on a monthly basis, I get in two to three games of 40K, two to three games of Age of Sigmar. At no point have I have played any of this. I own enough armies, i got to play everything. So for me, um, I'm looking forward to being able to talk a little bit more about 40K, which I play on the regular, in addition to Age of Sigmar. Uh, beyond that, um, there's a lot of other things that I think all of us do. Uh, live streaming Jeremy that Jeremy does, I tune in on that a little bit. Uh, a little bit of live streaming of games that Garrett does, I don't tune in on that. Um, <laughs> um Beyond that, uh, I even do some things uh, video-wise, and I'm looking forward for all of that to bundle together and uh, be one larger media presence that we can share with you. Uh, we have four of us that are impassioned 
uh, you know, Warhammer enthusiasts, both Age of Sigmar and 40K. Uh, we have some of us that are amazing players. We have some of us that are amazing technical people and know their rules and run stuff. And we know have a, some of us that are amazing hobbyists. And between the four of us, we have all the four pillars of 40K and Warhammer and Age of Sigmar and Games Workshop games in general, because I, hey, I even played Battlefleet Gothic and stuff like that uh, covered for you. And so I'm just looking forward to have a bigger embrace and a bigger share of my love of the Warhammer hobby and all the different ways that I can get in your phase with my, uh, my enjoyment of Warhammer. Uh, and with that, uh, who's next? Is that, is that you, Alex? Are you the last man up? No, no. Oh. I mean, like, I, Jeremy. Already went. You already went? Uh, Alex now wants us to talk about what we're looking forward to next versus what yeah. we're Yeah. Like round two. Round oh, two. I thought I covered that in my first uh, previous. All right. All right. Uh, you can mention it again. I, 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 wow. Damn it. Making, putting me on the spot now. No, sweet. Just sweet on the spot. You know what I'm looking forward to the most uh, is actually going to an event with all of us together. That's what I'm fucking <laughs> looking forward to most. I don't really give a shit uh, how successful we are because I know we're going to be successful. I just you know want to actually have an event at some point post this COVID nineteen, um, you know whatever it's fucking called now. But uh, I, I will say in a more technical term, what I'm looking forward the most is uh, having more stream games I can watch that is not my stream. Game. <laughs> well perfect your shit so i can just steal it once it's done oh just like every great engineer and app developer mm, steve why Jobs. reinvent the wheel Bill Gates. why reinvent the wheel dude the, you guys talk about my soul holy shit uh, no it's good i'm uh i'm looking forward to it uh we will be streaming more video game content as well that's uh, oh yeah Warhammer. And Jeremy, Jeremy and I just started a uh, Total War Warhammer game today that we can probably. Yeah, we're just really what? bad at being. We're so uh, bad. <laughs> wait, 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 real quick. What campaigns? What are you guys both playing as? Uh, I'm playing. <laughs> we're playing as we're playing as bitter enemies, but we're co-op. Yeah. I'm so, Azak the Slaughterer, and you're. Ungrim Iron Fist. <laughs> so we're like our territories start we're, next to each other as the Slayer and the. Um, Orc uh, guy that wears the crown of death. And so we're doing co-op, and so I'm just going to go kill all the vampires. He's going to go kill all the orcs. Why? Why not? Okay. I'm, I'm about this close to finally finishing my high off campaign. So. I mean, like we're we're just playing for like we're from, yeah, we're for us. For it's 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 for fun and also this like I have never the last few times we played campaigns, uh, Alex, between you and me solo, I've only ever done auto resolved in battles because I'm I'm making him like, actually. You and I have never done co-op. Yeah, we did. Well, we did head-to-head. Oh, we, we didn't do we did we didn't do co-op. We no, we've never done head-to-head either. I've only done head-to-head with Dayton before. You and I have never played Total War. I thought you played the dinosaurs when I played the elves. Anyway, either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're, I'm getting into the mix of it. Uh, we're getting into the mix of it. We're going to stream it. And then uh, you can hear me and Garrett uh, wade, through, uh, or, you know, wade ourselves through uh, unsuccessful battle. <laughs> or 
we're in easy mode and we're barely scraping by. <laughs> Are you serious? I've had, I've had every battle be a decisive victory. Wait, I just want to let you, you know that. Can you, you can save and then resume co yeah, of course you can. No yeah. shit. Yeah, of yeah. course you can. I, I mean, the reason I've been playing in an auto result because I've been treating this game like it's civilization, but it's not. <laughs> so, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times. It's a worse civilization at that point, like a really I, bad civilization. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the auto resolve go all the way in your opponent's favor, like the AI's favor, and then you're like, but it's a siege battle. And then you play the siege battle and you absolutely decimate your attacker. And yeah. you're just like, so why would auto resolve automatically make Oh, it just means Sony's really bad at developing that button. Yeah, yeah. Creative assembly. <laughs> <laughs> when you were having extremely, so overwhelming of a win that it's not worth playing it, you know? Like, you oh, yeah. armies versus half an army. Like, why even play that? Just auto resolve and move on. I just, I, I will say that after playing against my Fire Slayers on Sunday, I was just like, I'm going to play this. Ungrim Iron Fist, Last Slayer King, and I was just like, it's, it's always, King. he's always been my favorite fan, Warhammer Fantasy like uh, Lord, and I'm just, uh, I'm just like, I'm like, why did I, why did I ever stop playing Fire Slayers? Why did I ever stop? Because <laughs> you kept winning. Winning got too boring. That that okay, maybe we've but. we've been playing we've been playing a lot of uh, Vermintide as well, and you know we've done the Twitch Vermintide thing where our listeners can go in and also see what we have to interact with and be like, are we going to get health regeneration or do we have to fight a fucking chaos bomb? Uh, which my, is awful. My, my, or, or, uh, Minotaur. Just throw Minotaurs at us. Just throw favorite. Minotaur into an area with uh, a bunch of cliffs. That's a great idea. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think we I wish we recorded it, but the one deed we played where you have to have the entire group stay near each other. It was a whole. The, it was an absolute. And the map it keeps throwing you like bomb rats that it, like suicide explode and like okay. spread you apart. That Joel's was not so aware of this. Funny, it's a first person uh, shooter. Garrett will be fully aware of this. There was a deed. So the deed is a special mission. Uh, that's my favorite. Type. I wish it was on Twitch because it would have been way worse when people could vote for what we encountered. Um. So there was a special deed, which is a special mission. And the, there were two requirements that were a part of it. The first of which was every time there's a horde, there's going to be a random squad or like a large group of Skaven slaves with explosives on their backs. So when they explode or they get too close to you, they're going to explode and you're going to go flying. You're, you actually do go flying. In addition to that, everyone in the party has to stay very close to each other. Essentially maybe three meters in order to in order to not take constant damage and that constant damage isn't a slow trickle it's like an immediate like you're in lava like boom 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 <laughs> like you're dead so like you can't not be away from your party for more than like five or six seconds so when you when you have to be a part of your next to your party at all times and you're constantly being exploded away from your party fucking sucks However, I have not been playing with people lately because I've been playing a little later at night and I've been playing on like legendary mode and beyond. And holy wow. shit, those games are very different. And yeah. Yeah. we need to start playing those. <laughs> well, John, John, I know you can't actually watch, but what you could do is to turn on the stream and then cover everything except for the bottom, like <gasps> tiny sliver where you'll see the voting come up. It's just the oh. bottom. Just so you can see the voting, and then you can just vote and listen to us yell and scream. Okay. Because all you have to do is just cover cover everything but the little bottom sliver where like the health bar is. All you gotta do is see that, and you can still then see the votes and vote. 
I could do you that. Could be, so, so you could be like, do you? You could be like, do I want them to get a bunch of loot rats, which is a good health, or do I want them to get redren? Or instead of that, it could be like, do I want them to get yeah a minotaur or a fucking storm fiend? And it's like in this instance, there's a lot of cliffs. A storm fiend is okay, but a minotaur really ruined their day. I want to ruin their day. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Like, uh, can I so, take even better stuff? Can I bring in like a warp seer? <laughs> no, it's basically every like Jeremy sets it up, and it's like every thirty seconds we have forty seconds. Thirty-seven seconds. Every thirty-seven seconds, you have forty seconds to complete the vote, and it's one of two options. It's just like, are they going to fight, you know, a minotaur or a storm king? Are they going to fight a bunch of wizards or a bunch of hookers? Um, so hookers, yeah, you mean stranglers? Stranglers. stranglers. They're hookers. I, I so, vote hookers every. It sounds yeah, awesome. Hookers. Evo's for uh, hookers every single time, people. And they have fun names like Wrath of the Stampede or, you know, the Zeke <laughs> Twins. It's like that every vote has like a weird name. It's fun. It's 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 Twitch interaction. It's cool. Um, yeah, you, you could probably watch. Just like pick a screen window of something you're working on and cover the whole screen except for the bottom sliver. And then all you got to do is like, not look to type your vote and pop it back over. I'll put a post-it on my phone and just yeah. be good. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That so, being said, um, yeah. I mean, we have all this stuff to to review with you guys and I, I can't preface this enough. We, you know, thank you for you know listening in and participating and downloading our previous episodes and being a part of the wide world of wargaming just as a whole. Uh, we have so much to show you guys and so much to offer you at, the, uh, at In Your Phase Media, including everything that we've mentioned today. Uh, we have even more on the horizon as we do review more things with you guys. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this, being uh, helping us continue to grow as individuals, as hosts, as media producers, we are so excited to show you guys some more content and there's so much more on the line. So from the bottom of my heart, again, thank you so much. And we all, we, we all love and appreciate you guys to a certain extent. Bye, <laughs> right, everybody. We love you. Bye. Have a great night.